welcome to Life After Baby. I'm your host, Leslie Hudson. From bottles to books, diapers to dorms, and everything in between, each week I interview parenting experts to help me navigate life as a new mom. So as a new mom, one of the things that we loved going was to the library, and not only did we discover story time, but we also discovered a wonderful music class by Crystal Murphy. She now does a lot of her classes online, uh, but they are really fun. They're a great way to engage the kids. So she is a mom of a almost two-year-old and a five-year-old, and she is a ukulele-based business that was created from a love of music, teaching others, and being silly. Thank you for joining me today. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me, Leslie. I'm really excited to be talking to you. Um, yeah, so my name's Crystal Murphy, and I am starting up my own children's music business called Crystal Murphy Music. Um, so I'm from Indiana, and um, I came here, gosh, I guess like 11 years ago to Pennsylvania and have settled here in the Downingtown area. I absolutely love it here. And yeah, you mentioned the library. So um, I have not been a music teacher my whole life, <laughs> although teaching is kind of the common thread that I found that has run through every career I've had, every uh, position I've ever held is sort of getting to a leadership position or teaching in some way, shape or form. Um, anywhere from being the president of the Purdue Tap Club to being the leader of the color guard in high school um, to being a top manager at Nordstrom. Um, you know, so it, I feel like the steps I've taken have always led to teaching. Um, and then once I had children, um, my love of music and my love of instruments um, carried into what I do now. And it's been very organic. It's been a very organic experience for me. Um, and I was very lucky to find the library because when my daughter was, I guess she was about a little over one year old, um, I was feeling very lost. And um, I, I wanted to try to find something for us to do together. And so I was started looking at local libraries and I didn't even realize they had all these cool programs outside of just story times. Um, and, but I said, you know, where's the music program? Like, where is it? So I walked in the doors <laughs> and I asked to speak to the person in charge of the programs. And it happened to be Miss Jill. If any of you know Jill Swatton, who's the children's librarian. And uh, she was also new in her position. She was brand new. I walked right up to her and with all the confidence I could muster because I hadn't really been out of the house much. <laughs> and I said, um, I just where your children's music programs are. And she said, well, we don't have any. And I said, I want to teach one. And she said, do you have any experience? I said, no, but I'm a mom and I love music. And here's what I'm thinking. And so she, they, you know, she molded over and at first they said, I don't know. And then they said, you know, let's try it. And it just, it's just grown. I've been doing it now for almost four years at the library. And um, yeah, I use my ukulele skills um, to bring in the instruments. I'm also a percussionist. I've played with several bands um, in the area here and also other places. Um, so I, you know, bring in the, when we do shaky instruments, um, I do a lot of drumming on yogurt containers or bowls. <laughs> mm -hmm. You'll see in my baby rock classes, I say, grab anything that makes music. And so I bring whisks and spoons and 
anyway, um, so yeah, so that's my journey. That's how I've kind of gotten here. Um, and what else do you want to know? I love that. I think, I feel like a lot of what you said resonated with me. I know a lot of times, you know, we've talked about before on the show how people, after they have the baby, they kind of aren't really sure, you know, if they want to work or how they want to work or if they could even go back to what it was like before the baby and how life is totally different. And just the fact that, you know, you found your local resources and just said, Hey, I want to try this and go ask them. And, and then it kind of evolved. And I was also, when I, when my daughter was probably about three months is when we, I started looking in the library programs and granted it's a little different with COVID, but I was just amazed that, you know, even before the age of one, we could have gone every day to a different library and there's different activities, whether it's, like you said, music or story time or Lego clubs and just, uh, they're a really fantastic resource, not only for beyond just books and story time. Um, and we actually only were able to go to one of your classes in person before you had to switch to online. Um, but I really liked, there was not only, we went to like the baby's rock, but not only it was a range of um, kids in the class, but you really do, uh, you had a lot of different activities. So when you're kind of planning your classes, um, why do you kind of, what are the things that you pick and why are they so important for kids? Yeah. So every class kind of has the same formula I go by and it's only been through sort of finagling with that, um, that I found what works. So I try out lots of different things and some things don't work. <laughs> we, we move on from those things or we try them again later. Um, but I always start with going around and saying hello to the kids. Um, and if it's my older children, I, I look at them one, I look at them in the eye and I always want to say something to them that's engaging. Like, tell me about the unicorn on your shirt. Is that your favorite color or something like that? Or what did you eat for breakfast today? Um, and I honestly, for the older kids, I don't talk much to the parents because, um, this class is for them. And so I want them to get to know me and be comfortable. But for the babies, that was a newer class for me. And I'm bummed I didn't get to do more of them before COVID. Um, but what I do with the babies is for the babies, I really wanted to talk to the parents. It was exactly the opposite because I remember when I had my little baby. And like I said, I was looking for just something I could do for me and her. But honestly, it was probably for me just reaching out for a social life again. And I didn't even realize it. And so a lot of times I would go up to the parents and I would say, how are you doing? And they would tell me, honestly, like, I'm so tired today. Or like my kid has a running nose and, a, and is blotchy or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, they're teething. Like, how are you? Did you get sleep? You know, and try to engage with the parents. Um, so that's what I would do first. And then we always do our hello song because that's what friends do, right? You say hello to each other. And um, so you know, that looks different for what age group I'd be doing and how involved the movements were with the children. And, the um, and then after gets, the hellos. And your hello song gets stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good one. It is a good one. Um, let's see. And then after we do our hello song, um, let's see, for the babies, what do we do? We do... Um, we usually do uh, instrument time or some, I, actually we did our wake up song. That's what we do. Um, it gets the, for, for babies that couldn't walk, they were still on their backs. Um, you know, the parents, we would name the different body parts and the parents would just engage with the child. It just gets them focused. It gets them engaged in the activities. 
if the baby was up and moving, you know, they could move around a little bit. Um, same with the big kids. I do the same thing. We get crazy. We wake up our whole bodies from head to toe, our eyes, our ears, our noses. We shake our, we wiggle our noses. We wiggle our toes. We shake our whole body like a wet noodle. Um, so really it's about just getting the kids focused, engaged, excited, moving. Um, I always say, if you're sitting down, get up, it's time to get up. You know, we're going to move together. Um, and then after that, we go into instruments. So with the babies, I would lay out, you know, everything and we go through, um, it was just totally free exploration. I'd pick a different genre of music every time. I think I did bluegrass. I did reggae. I did folk. I did never do like death metal. So that's how it worked for babies. So it was free exploration for instruments. And I would go around and, um, you know, the parents would uh, come to the circle. They'd help their baby um, explore the instruments um, because, you know, kids learn from watching their parents. And then for the older kids, we would do all kinds of stuff. Oh my gosh, shaky instruments and drums and rhythm sticks. And um, sometimes we even just did body instruments. So I taught them how to use their body parts as instruments. And we would have so much fun making different vocal noises or, you know, patting our hands in different ways or stomping our feet, jumping around. It was really fun. And then we'd always do circle work, even with the babies. Yes, I made the parents get up and march around the room, which I don't think some of them liked. <laughs> <laughs> They're really enjoying sitting down and taking a break, which I get. Um, but some babies could walk and I thought it was really important that they start to move around the room. So, um, and I would do the same thing with my big kids. So we would do some sort of movement song, marching song, or we gallop like horses or something like that. Because believe it or not, this is something I learned when I first started, making a circle as part of a group is not natural to do. And it is really, really hard for children to do that. I didn't know. So the first time I taught a class, I said, okay, make a circle. They <laughs> couldn't do it. And I was like, I'm so sorry, kids. I, cause I, in my head, I'm like, wow, I, I just didn't know. So it's really important actually to, it teaches them to work together. It teaches them to make a shape. Uh, it teaches them to stay next to a partner. Like it, there's so many social aspects to just making a circle. It's crazy. Uh, and then after that, we always, then we get crazy. Oh man, that's when we shake our sillies. We do some fun movement songs. Sometimes we have little dance competitions and, everyone wins. Don't worry. We, we go places, we blast off into space or, um, you know, we yell and scream if we're happy and you know it, like, you know, um, and what's really cool is that my daughter who's now five, she's actually helped me write a few songs. So every now and then we'll throw in, um, a song that we've written together. Like she wrote this picky picky song. That's her own dance song. So we play that. Um, or like in the fall or the winter, there's like a, a falling snowflake scarf song we'll sing. Um, so yeah, and then we include props. We've done streamers, scarves, um, but not always. You know, I think it's just really important for the kids to move and uh, develop those skills, listening skills and following directions. And But that's when we get really silly. I mean, that's like a workout for adults if they do it with us. So it's really fun. <laughs> And then every class, uh, the, the babies do that too. Um, so for the babies, we do uh, more lap work. So the kids will hold on to an instrument. They'll sit on the parents' laps and we'll do like Pop Goes the Weasel or sitting in my little red wagon, something that involves movement and usually an instrument. Um, so they can hear the rhythm and the beat and shake it. What else? Oh, and then every class, uh, no matter what, ends with a cool down song. So I think it's really important after kids get silly. This is for the parents too. 
that the children will sit and they will take a few deep breaths. They will try their best. It doesn't always work. They try their best to calm their bodies and calm their minds because we've just gotten crazy. <laughs> um, and then we sing a soft song. Um, so something like Twinkle Twinkle or The Slow Light of Mine or something like that. Or sometimes I'll bring in a song they don't know, like Don't Worry, Be Happy maybe, or um, it's a different one every time. Uh, itsy bitsy row row that kind of thing and same with the babies um so yeah it, it's and then parents are encouraged to in the baby classes of course it's all about the parents it's really teaching the parents to interact with and be with their babies which i can appreciate because as a mom of two i don't get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with my little baby so <laughs> i know that sometimes it was nice for those classes to have just be able to look at your baby and have that really intense one-on-one -on -one time and just be absorbed in each other. So really it was just to guide the parents. And then for the kids, it was all for them. So the parents usually just kind of watched and made sure they weren't like hitting other kids and stuff. <laughs> yep. That makes total sense. <laughs> it's, it's a jam packed 25 minutes. Oh my goodness. Jam packed 25 minutes of like trying to do all these little tidbits of stuff to just give a, the kids a really good fun experience and also you know teach several things that don't matter to the kids but will help them you know develop it was really fun yeah that was you know i definitely understood the the feeling of as a new parent and especially um by that point a lot of my friends had older kids so you just kind of sit there with the baby and you're like what i don't what can i do with you and it's kind of hard to know especially like is it should I start doing this activity? Is it too young? And um, I really like how your class, like you kind of address all ages. So uh, when you should introduce kids to music? You know, I, I do get asked that a lot. I, I get asked more about introducing specifically ukulele to children because they, you know, parents are really ready for their children to try something new. As far as just introducing music in general, I don't get asked that a lot. Um, but I, I have been asked for several years to start baby rock classes, or I'm not that name specifically, but baby classes for babies, um, which I love because I love that I was able to start it. Um, and I, it's never too early. I mean, if you love music, then you just need to know that humans in general love music and it doesn't matter if it, they're still in your womb or if they're 25, like you know, just listening to anything, um, whether it be background music, you know, like I love jazz. So I'll put on jazz when I'm cooking dinner. They're not actively listening, but they're hearing it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't always have to be like nursery rhyme songs, um, although those are great. <laughs> Even I get tired of them sometimes, you know? I mean, I can only hear Itsy Bitsy so many times. Mm -hmm. So no, never too early. I mean, you know, even if they don't hear the, the sounds or they can't sing the pitch yet, I mean, they can hear the beat and they can, you know, just like the Trolls movie we've been watching, it's something inside of you. And uh, everything you do really is to a beat or a rhythm, even your heart. So it's all kind of tied together. What are, are some benefits of classes like yours and um, different musical activities for kids? So when you bring a child, even virtually, into a music experience uh, of mine or similar to mine, because there's so many wonderful people out there doing um, you know, music classes, 
uh, one thing that even virtually they experience is number one, when they quote, open the door to the class or come into the meeting or the live session, um, they're immediately socializing um, with me. Um, sometimes my daughter participates on the camera, so they're socializing with my daughter. Uh, my son naps, thank goodness, so he's usually not in my videos. <laughs> sometimes on my baby rock he is. Um, so, you know, they're immediately making a friend um, or they're saying hello to a friend if they already know me, um, which is really important right now. Um, now, if we were in a classroom setting, again, the minute they walk in that door, they're with a group of people who are there to do the same things. So it's about like inclusion and socializing. Um, and then the parents, it's about networking. Like you said, like, you know, no matter what's up in your life at the moment, no matter how you're feeling, you walk into that room, you're all there for the same reason. Your kids are all there to do the same thing and you're all parents. So you have something in common. And so it's just, it's a group of inclusion and socializing, which is really cool. So that's the first thing. Um, and then what else can you learn? Oh my gosh, children learn there. They develop their gross motor movements. So, I mean, there's lots of, um, you know, psychology and, and studies that I could go into, but it's, let's just say that it helps them to listen and follow directions, helps them to focus on something. Um, it engages them. It teaches them to move their bodies in different ways. Um, for example, uh, when children are younger, the, the idea of taking both of their arms and moving them both to the left or both to the right is very strange. It's very difficult. And so music, when you learn wheels on the bus or when you do roly poly or things that they move both of their arms uh, is a big deal. <laughs> it's a really big deal. Making circles, we talked about that earlier. It's a big deal. Your kids are learning so many things through these little fun, silly songs. Um, what else are they learning? Oh, their memory. They're building their memories um, when they memorize words to a song, when they memorize actions. Um, in fact, my daughter just started kindergarten. And what do the teachers use the most? Music hmm. to either teach a lesson or to have them like memorize their calendar, their days of the week. Um, when I was in college, I was taking a German class and we had to learn our, I believe they're called prepositions. It's been a long time since I'm in school, over, hmm. under, on. And I still remember because my teacher sang it to me in a song. I still remember those. I don't even remember how to say, I can barely remember how to say hello, but I remember <laughs> my prepositions in German. Yeah. <laughs> so it teaches memory, teaches um, skills too. Like I said, both arms to the left and the right with movements. Um, yeah, socializing. And it also it gives them a brain break. I mean, our kids, um, and it's hard. It's hard because I feel like maybe I put more on my daughter than she really has to handle, which is good. But um, to me, it feels like that kids have a lot to deal with right now, especially with such a different style, a lifestyle, maybe, um, which some kids are growing up in it. And so they don't know any different. But the kids like my daughter who who do remember large groups of children at the playground and now she can't. It's it's hard. So I think it also just being silly gives them a, ch a brain break. It gives them a chance to just like giggle and laugh. And like I said, be with a friend if they already know me um, and to just shake it, to have fun, to do whatever they want. Um, 
and to and to be a part of something. What was your question? <laughs> um, well, you pretty much covered it. You talked about the benefits of music for kids, and um, I, I'm definitely hearing along the same things. I think you know there's just yeah. as many, if not benefits, as the kids as are for parents because again, it's yeah. a crazy time, and we you know we need time to to sit and take some calming breaths or to just warm up because I know definitely in the mornings those shoulder rolls and those are really helpful and then also time to just be silly and you know it's not just a benefit for the kids it's benefit for the whole family who's participating absolutely yeah I always encourage parents to to get silly but they can also they can put their kid in front of the computer walk away and get some me time because it is entertaining for the kid Yep. Yeah. Or yes, absolutely. Even better. They can participate. Yeah. And just get silly. I know it helps me. It really does. It helps improve my mood. And like they say, singing, uh, if you sing, it does help improve your mood because the more oxygen you get into your brain, the more serotonin it releases. So, you know, even just singing a song will help you feel better. Yeah, absolutely. I did not know that. Um, we will. <laughs> We've already learned so many great things about music and why it's so important for kids. So we are actually going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. A Taste of Olive carries high quality extra virgin olive oils, balsamic vinegars, and gourmet goods from artisans around the world. They have two locations in Chestnut Hill and Westchester, Pennsylvania. You can also find recipes, shop, or find more information at www.atasteofolive.com. Use the coupon code FAMILY for 10% off your order. Happy cooking! Welcome back to Life After Baby. I'm your host, Leslie Hudson. I'm here with Crystal Murphy and we are talking all things music and getting kids moving and just enriching their afternoons with some little just being silly, which everyone could use. Um, so we, we talked a lot about, you know, how great your classes are and, you know, I feel like as moms in general, we wear a lot of hats, but you especially um, having your own business, you wear many hats, especially now with everything going on. Um, so what are some advice you have about kind of balancing parenting and business owning needs? Yeah, so I would say um, my biggest uh, piece of advice is just learning to schedule time. <laughs> I've never been good at planning and scheduling. I've always kind of flown by the seat of my pants and just been where I had to be because I had to be there. But I find that number one priority are my children. And while I'm not in charge of their happiness, I am in charge of making sure that they have the tools they need to be happy, as happy as they can. <laughs> so during the day, I am mom. I am mom 100%. Um, and I try my best, although, I mean, there are days when, trust me, girl, um, you know, I am like an 80% mom <laughs> and the 20% is like my mind off thinking about something else I have to do, but I try, we all try our best and, you know, there, there has to be a level of self-forgiveness, but, um, yeah. So during the day I'm mom. Now I do have my classes, um, once a week during the day, but those are fun. My daughter can participate 
my son takes a nap. So in terms of like interrupting mom life, uh, not necessarily because luckily my job is something I can do with my children and that's what makes it so cool and rewarding for me. Um, but yeah, time. Oh my gosh. So, so if I'm mom during the day and I'm like most of the time in the kitchen, so my kids are bottomless pits of eating and growing and at the playgrounds outside running around like when when do I do business stuff and there is a lot involved especially now that we're virtual I mean um, you know not it's not just doing a class anymore you have to market yourself and you have to promote yourself and you have to create events and you have to be a graphic designer and you have to be a recording uh, artist and a lighting artist and um, you have to edit your videos because you mess up <laughs> like mm -hmm. I do all the time. <laughs> it's insane. So yeah. So I found that I have to find pockets of time and those pockets of time come um, in the, in the morning before the sun comes up, which I am not a morning person. So um, I do have trouble with this, but I find that if I wake up and that pot of coffee is already going, and I can have like an hour and I get things done, man, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I really do. And that pumps me up. Now, when it gets to be 12 o'clock, I am like a worthless lump, <laughs> but that's where coffee comes back that's in. Thing. That's where you get another pot. And then in the evening, yeah, exactly. Um, and some of that sugary creamer, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like some yep. pumpkin spice or French vanilla. Oh yes, <laughs> load me up. Okay. Um, and then in the evening time, um, you know, you try to put the kids to bed at a decent time, which does not always happen. Um, and then, you know, I try to work until my eyes won't stay open anymore. Um, and the, the number one most important piece of all of that is my husband. Um, you know, he works full time during the day, but when he comes home, if I have a private ukulele lesson or if I have to record a class or um, whatever, you know, he, he is there, but again, we have to schedule that, you know, we have a shared calendar. He knows what's going on for me personally and the same for him. And we both agreed when we started, our lives started getting very full because he's also starting his recording studio. So both of us are trying to start businesses and it's a lot to do. And we both agreed if it's not in the calendar and someone else put something else in there, then it, it's, the other person trumps it. Like we sort of agreed to that already. Um, but we've gotten really good. We've gotten really good at streamlining that. So, so yeah, I think it's communicating and uh, trying to find pockets of time, uh, making sure that you have your priorities in place. Um, what is most important in your day and making sure you get that done. So it's going to make you feel really good. And that's my children. They're happy. They're healthy. They're fed. They're clothed. Um, and then after that, it's, um, you know, it's business. Well, I mean, my husband falls in there too. He's important. <laughs> Just Absolutely. Kidding. He falls in there with family. And <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so that's definitely important. Because, um, you know, the, the reason why, you know, we push ourselves so hard to, to do these businesses when our lives are already so full is because it's rewarding. You know, it makes you it makes you feel great. It makes you feel like you're doing something worthwhile and impactful. And so, um, you know, you got to make sure that you just can do that without running yourself into the ground and maybe getting like a half an hour of sleep. No, <laughs> no, you need to get some sleep. I know, I know. <laughs>
<laughs> My husband and I, we have a, we both work for ourselves. We have a digital marketing company. So I, I totally understand, you know, he's a night owl. I'm kind of turning into one. And, you know, sometimes I'll sit down in the morning and I'm like, before she wakes up, I get this done or we're interviewing right now during her nap. And definitely understand that, um, you know, it's important to like keep those times separate. But I also have found that, you know, there's, there's times where like, if we're going on a drive somewhere or, you know, we're taking a walk that sometimes I, uh, not shocking, I, I'm into podcasts. So I, there's, uh, or videos and there's so much great resources out there for learning about all the different things that you talked about as being a business owner. So I'll pop in a podcast that we can listen to, you know, on the way to something and on the way home. And, um, at least I feel like, you know, while I can't necessarily write down scribble a million notes, at least I'm kind of thinking of, okay, like I, I like using that time as much as I can, um, you know, to learn things, but then also I will use that time to put on something silly as well. Um, so I think it takes a while to kind of figure out that balance and what you need and what they need. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I think all of those things are really I did good. mention I've been doing this for four years. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it's taken a long time. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and especially I feel like, you know, a, little, a lot of ways owning a business and being a parent are very similar and it's a lot of learning on the job and you're kind of thrown in the deep end. Um, the new business or what are some of your favorite resources that you have helped you a lot either in parenting or in business? Yeah. So I wish I had more resources when I became a parent. Um, unfortunately, I, I did not, I did not reach out. Um, I, I'm not part of any mom's clubs, although I do see the benefits of it. Um, and I guess the main reason for that is because when I finally did start teaching at the downtown library, they were my main resource. I mean, the people that work there, um, even though it's a small library, they are just they became instant friends. Uh, they're so welcoming and loving and um, they helped me, you know, I just, I was started volunteering there and it's really grown and they've been that support for me. And so what advice I would give is um, the one thing I found that is most rewarding for me um, in children's music and doing what I do is to build your local community and get to know people around you first. I think now that I'm trying to do this virtually, sort of like an in the meantime kind of thing, I guess, <laughs> there's so many people out there um, who have like, like YouTube clips or um, channels about how to get 5,000 likes in a day or how to build customer loyalty with 31,000 people in five minutes. And while that's cool, um, that doesn't make me feel good because I don't know the people. And especially when you're dealing with children, you want them to come back. Like you want, you want your music and your craft to make an impact. And so it doesn't necessarily make an impact if a child watches it one time or they just, you know, watch it and then put it away. It's, it's more impactful if they, if they come back and you can keep sort of enriching and touching and uh, touching them with music. So I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, 
So for me, it, it's been getting to know the people around me. And um, I also found that once I had children and once I started doing this, that I no longer really had um, a problem with like an, an ego or an issue with sort of like being shy anymore <laughs> mm. because there was just no need for that. Um, so while putting yourself out there is really hard and it's still really hard, um, I found that it's most rewarding when I do that because you never know who's going to need a friend to talk to who is looking for something that you have to offer, who will be a great friend down the road. I've met so many cool people through my classes, um, great families that we just hang out, um, that kind of thing. As we mentioned, you're very busy and, um, you know, between running, you do ukulele lessons and then you have your classes as well as writing music. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about all the things you're working on right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, right now me and my husband are still writing music. We actually just released our second song, Banana, Congratulations. <laughs> which is really fun. It's like a rhythm song. Thank you. It's a rhythm song um, that kids can just get silly to. And we have, we actually have a whole children's album that we are going to be uh, producing eventually, but right now it's one song at a time. Um, so we are working on our third song. I will give you a hint. It's the train song and the train's Ooh. name is Flower. <laughs> All right. It's about Flower's journey train. So anyway, awesome. stay tuned for that. Um, and uh, you know, our biggest project, and I'm, I'm so excited because Leslie, you're one of the first people I've told this to, uh, is that we are working on opening a children's music center and a recording studio. That's amazing. In this area. Yes. Uh, my, it's a dream of my husband's to open a recording studio. He has been producing and managing bands for many, many years and has always had a dream of opening his own studio. And so we decided we're ready. We're going to do it. And, uh, and my business pairs perfectly with a, uh, a music theme recording studio because mm -hmm. we still record music together. So the idea of being able to pop up to his recording studio and make a, a you know, sing a song. I had my head real quick and build upon that it just goes hand in hand um, but yeah so uh, we are currently looking for a space um, but the, the idea is there so the children's music center will still have the shake your sillies music classes for babies and for preschool children um, and it, it will also still be offered in the community so i would love to still be with the downingtown library um, before COVID hit, there was a couple preschools I was getting ready to work with as well. So my vision is to still have this community reach. Um, mm. But then on days when I'm not out doing that, you can come to my building and we can have some really fun, silly time. And then to also eventually expand on that idea, there are Leslie, there's like a thousand ideas mm. of different programs for all ages in my head. I mean, it's so much, it makes me want to explode with happiness and like creativity. 
Um, I don't think I've ever been in a more creative space in my life as I am right now. Um, but so as you touched on, I do teach ukulele as well. So um, the idea is to use that space as a very transient space for the community. So what I mean by that is that if there is a need that I hear about in the community, like the children's music programs, um, I will try my best to bring it to life in the space and provide a service for that's needed here. So we have, I've had a, um, someone tell me that they need a play space to gather some babies together. Now this was before COVID, but my hope is that hopefully soon we will be able to maybe do this in small groups. Um, so a safe play space for babies and moms to come and be together. Um, so it could be a play date space with mm -hmm. the option of music. Um, and like I said, we already have the music classes for children. Um, it will also be uh, a meeting space for community groups like knitting groups or artist groups. I have a, a painter who would like to use a space. I have a dance group who wants to come dance. Um, we could do drum circles. Like I told you, I'm a percussionist, so we could do drum circles. Uh, we do ukulele jam circles for adults. And I just started a kid's jam circle recently. Hmm. So um, it would be a private music studio that could be used for visiting uh, musicians who want to teach anything outside of guitar and ukulele to use our office space. It's going to be a podcast space um, for anybody who needs a professional studio to come and record. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, there's just so many ways it could be used. I don't even think we will ever realize it is just, it will just be this, this great, um, music center that could be used for lots of different things, but that's our hope and dream. And that's what we're building on. Um, and hopefully it will be coming soon in the spring or summer. That's our, that's our goal, depending on the current climate and, and lifestyle, what we got going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it'll be a very well-loved and very busy place as soon as it's, you guys are ready. So you have a lot of things going on. Where can people find you online? Yeah, so I would say that the two places that I'm most active are one, my website, which is crystalmurphymusic.com. And then the second place where I do the most um, sort of day-to-day -day updating is my Facebook page. So that again, if you type in Crystal Murphy Music, um, you should be able to click on my picture um, or it is CM like Crystal Murphy, CM Music 4, because there's four strings on a ukulele. So CM Music 4. So I started this podcast to help new parents navigate postpartum life. So if you had a time machine and you could go back and give advice to your pregnant self and your new mom self, what would it be? Yeah, so for my pregnant self, um, foot baths are amazing. Mm -hmm. Keep it out and do a foot bath every night because it makes you feel great. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I would say to my both my pregnant and postpartum self, because this is what I did for my second pregnancy the whole time was I let people do things for me. Mm. 
I did not try to be superwoman. Like I didn't, I, like I wasn't carrying a human inside of me. Um, so if somebody wanted to open the door, I let them. If somebody wanted to carry my music stand, I let them. If my husband wanted to get me a glass of water, I let him. And the same happened after I had my child. My, I was so blessed, so lucky to have my ukulele jam circle. They organized um, a, uh, what do you call it? Like a food train, a dinner train, mm -hmm. meal train, a meal train. And so like once or twice a week, somebody was making, bringing homemade food to my house. And I didn't say no, I let them. Um, Cause not only does it make other people feel good, but you just, you need to heal. Um, and, and when you're pregnant, you need to take care of yourself. And then when you're, when the baby's born, you just, you need to heal. So in both of those cases, and that was really, that's what I did not learn with my first one, but mm -hmm. I let happen in my second pregnancy. And it just made all the difference to my, my happiness, my stress level, um, the healing time, and, uh, it just helped with everything. So just letting others do things for you. And that was really hard for me. <laughs> yep. I, I'm finally learning that lesson 16 months in. So I totally understand that. Yeah. One. Um, it's okay. hard. It's so hard, right? <laughs> yep. And you know, when people tell you to relax and take it easy, I had no idea how challenging that would be. Thank you so much for joining me. This was a great interview and we look forward to Tuesday's class. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to Life After Baby. We'd like to thank Crystal Murphy for joining us today. The show is a production of Crimson Planet Media and our theme song was created by Doug Keller. Today's episode was brought to you by A Taste of Olive. A Taste of Olive sells high quality olive oils, balsamic vinegars, and gourmet goods from artisans around the world. Visit their website at www.atasteofolive.com and enter the code FAMILY to save 10% off your total. When the kids are finally asleep, visit our website at lifeafterbabyshow.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Life After Baby Show. And don't forget to take care of yourself so you can take better care of them. Mm -hmm.